0: Welcome to another episode of MexiMind Matters With your host, with the most The Mexican The man with the plan, if he can't do it, no one else can Mexican Coming to you live from the city That never sleeps Buckeye Nation Capital Of Ohio Columbus, Ohio And today's podcast will be dedicated to, once again, the morons who think they can get away with lying and making us believe that they may not be idiots. And I'm talking about recent happenings in personal injury, as well as some examples, and also kind of like a... a a new set of guidelines because I know we live in a country that, you know, everybody thinks they can just sue anybody. You can. You can sue people in small claims court if it's under $5,000. You can sue people in actual court if it's more than $5,000. But again, the odds of you winning a small claims case is very minimal. And we always have those jack wagons. Just turn on morning day TV. Any... Local channel, you'll have Judge Alex, Judge, my favorite, Judge Joe Brown, the People's Court. Just show up on show of examples of these morons who want to settle their claim and it's always less than $5,000. Always. It's because they would not be on TV otherwise. Like they agreed not to press charges, not to do anything and settle it right here, right now. Okay, well, guess what? They all provide the evidence. And sometimes it's just laughable of what they think is actual evidence and what they say happened doesn't match chemistry, physics, biology, anything of that nature. Just a small example. I was actually at a chiropractor's office and the people's court was on TV and some guy was suing the other guy because they never fixed his car and he hit his car during the Show it comes up that oh, yeah, I beat the shit out of him. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be pertinent information to know ahead of time. Also, if there's no if you're claiming he sideswiped your car, but his car has no damage to either side of the car and no damage to his front bumper, he's saying the defendant is saying it was a rear, barely a rear, an accident, it was a little love tap, and he has no damage to the back bumper. The other car has no damage to the buck bumper. So how is the plaintiff arguing he got sideswiped? The physics are not there. You can't claim that somebody hit you from the side if their car has no damage to the side of the car. Obviously, he lost his case on the people's court. That's just a small example. Like yesterday, I literally spent two hours at a potential new client's house with her mother, trying to tell him and make him understand, this is not a winnable case. Do you still want us to represent you, knowing we're going to take a third of half the pie? And by that, I mean, in this scenario, it's a he said, she said, our our client is claiming she got hit and she got t-boned in the middle of a car as she was crossing an alleyway, well, she was on an alleyway crossing a street, Cary Avenue here in Columbus, Ohio. So, there's no stop signs, there's no red lights, there's no right out, flat, flat out right away on the street, on the on this intersection. So she's claiming she got T-boned. I get there and look at the pictures. And I say, look, you're claiming this is in the middle. You can clearly see this is the front middle. Not the actual middle. The damages, yeah, they're more to the middle. But they're more to the driver's door. And you have front front driver's side damage. Because supposedly you got pushed into a fence. Now this fence, she's heading south. The fence is on the south east corner of the intersection aka the driver's side corner as she was going straight and she got t-boned so again I'm telling her the physics makes no sense how did she t-bone you but yet somehow push you into the front left fence that makes no sense on top of that, uh, the damage to your car clearly shows she might have been speeding when she T-bowed you. If that's the case, physics and velocity would indicate that you would have been pushed to the right, not front, left, left of center. So the physics doesn't add up. To make matters worse, both these jack wagons are driving under suspension. So our client has no insurance, no health insurance, is driving under suspension, and Geico, who is the other person's insurance, somehow, some way are still willing to offer 50% liability. That's half of whatever we settle. And I'm telling her, that is best case scenario. I mean, you're telling me the police report's wrong? If the police report, mind you, Officer, again, Officer Turd Ferguson over here, has the police report as an avenue versus an avenue. If they realize you were actually in the alley, driver's ed 101, people. Can somebody please remind me of your driver's ed education? A bigger street, even if there's no stop sign or light, a bigger street intersecting with a smaller street, the bigger street always has the right of way. If you on an avenue, the alley has to yield to the avenue. No don't no, have butts about it. So if they fix this police report, not only do you now have to yield the right-of-way, but also apparently there was a witness in her vehicle. The you know the person that hit her, the atfall vehicle. And this witness is obviously going to side with the person who she was with in the car. So now we potentially have another witness that is basically going to basically going to corroborate their side of the story and now it's going to be a lot harder to get maybe more than 50%. Now we have to order a dash cam, a body cam, the 911 tape, all that spiel. Only because this lady is adamant that she should not be 50% at fault. Now, again, I explained to her, your damage is on the front middle. If you're claiming the fences, the wooden fences to your right and left at the intersection, were not obstructing your view, there is no way she speeds that fast to where you don't clear the intersection you had to have seen her coming the physics and again speed doesn't add up even if at the moment you look left she wasn't in the, on the street mind you the next intersection where she was coming from is like not that far away she would have had to be doing 100 100 and in which case, you would not be alive if she struck your car doing 100. For you to look left, look back middle, start crossing the intersection, and not realize she's there. Like, you could hear the car coming. Whoa, you know what? And then, how does she push you into the front left corner? I don't understand that either. Unless you tried to go left. Which still makes no sense. You would have been struck in the back end of the car. If you were almost clearing the intersection. Unless you weren't clearing the intersection. And like they say. You probably were behind the fences. It's just it's just this impossibility of. All these factors, we're not making these up. These are facts. We are not taking this case to court if if that's what you're expecting. If you're expecting 100%, we're not getting there. There's comparative negligence all over this bad boy. So, at most, we may get 60%. So, there's that. Now, I don't understand... How you don't understand that we don't want this case? The only reason we were entertaining this is because your mother was a former client back in the '90s of my attorney. Back in the fucking '90s, get the fuck out of here. On top of to big matters worse, she went only to Grant. So she, dro- a friend, drove her. And she hit her head. She had a concussion. No big deal. Her damages, maybe 5000 in bills from the facility bill that grant, the ER doctor bill, and the radiology bill. Again, not worth filing in court. Now, mind you, luckily for her, she has no health insurance, so those bills would be outstanding. And I tell her, you better set up financial payments because this is going to drag out and they may not change their mind. If they're offering you 50%, We think that is very reasonable, considering neither one of you should be on the road. So if we have to take 50%, we'll take a third of 50%, so you're not going to get much. As long as you're okay with that, sign here. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're okay with that. The 911 tape, oh, yeah, now we got to order a 911 tape and a dash cam, because we got to see what's what. And this is the kind of nonsense I'm talking about. Our new system is supposed to have a call center taking our sign-ups. But if if we're already taking shit cases, regardless of whether we sign them up or not, or who does the intake, we're still going to get shit cases with this new call center. Now... I still don't understand how, despite telling you all the physics and chemistry and speed and logic that she had to have been coming down the intersection if she hits you in the middle. Unless you you delayed crossing the intersection, I don't understand how you didn't see her coming. Which puts you, again, somewhat negligent. A 50-50 split. Like, if, let's just say you wanted to take this to court and we decided, yeah, let's waste our money and take this to court. A jury will automatically see you're both driving under suspension. If I'm the judge on the bench, yeah, no. 50-50, get the fuck off my, out of my court. Are you shitting me? You're both driving under suspension. Like... And if they find out, remotely, that you were in an alley, that 50% is off the table. On top of that, to make it worse, you're trying to tell me that they are willing to accept 50% if, even though their insured is driving under suspension... If they don't know, that's very generous. Because if they do know, well, I don't know how she is able to still have insurance on the vehicle if she is under suspension, unless she has privileges, in which case they can deny any claim. They, she should not be driving that car. So I'm surprised it's at, the offer is 50 But again, ladies and gentlemen, We are personal injury attorneys. We don't decide what percentage of the damages they're willing to accept. Because here's the other thing. According to the police report, one was going 10 miles an hour, one was going 15. Which, again, based on the pictures I saw of the damages, makes no sense. But if that's the case, they could still deny based on oh yeah, your injuries not related. There's no way you would have been hurt. And I'm just like. You have to be shitting me. Like you are flat out lying about this. You're not telling us the full story. Oh no. but Hey you want a third of 50. Great. Sign right here. And it's just ridiculous of of the notion. Of you don't want to admit. That yeah you're going to have to pay this bill. Guess what? You don't have health insurance? Well, get health insurance. You clearly have a job. What'd you do? Oh, she works at Grant, the hospital she went to. Yeah. You have health insurance. Stop being a jack wagon and accept the fact that your car is fucked up. Go fix the fucking car. Get car insurance. Fix your fucking car. It's just Unbelievable. again as a rule of thumb ladies and gentlemen we will not litigate a file if your damages are under five thousand dollars and again i don't mean oh yeah the overall bill amount by law in the state of ohio they have to act as if you're insured and take adjustments on the bill amount it's robinson versus bates look it up so even if you have no health insurance They have to compute as if you did have health insurance and consider those adjustments. If you have Medicaid, Medicare, guess what? Those adjustments bring the bill down to zero and they probably paid a fraction of that bill, which means your $5,000 charge, they only are responsible for whatever Medicaid or Medicare paid, which is probably a couple hundred bucks. That is not worth filing in fucking court because going to court at least, if you want to get your day in court, it's $2,000 in extra expenses. You have to pay for witnesses. You have to pay for depositions. You have to pay for the jury, our fee. You are a moron if you are barely in an accident and have less than 5000 in charges and want to go your day in court. It does not make economic sense whatsoever. Now, I still don't understand why people want their day in court. Watch these shows on regular daily TV and just go do that. Go to small claims court. Go downtown. Guess what? The prosecutor's office is on the 7th floor of 375 South High Street. Go in there, file your complaint, and see what happens when you try and get less than $5,000. Or here's a better idea: drive of car insurance. Make sure you have uninsured motorist coverage so you don't have these asshole situations. And by that, let's take this opportunity to mention that if you do need car insurance, American National will hook you up, UM MedPay, do make sure you get collision coverage. Whether you're at fault, not at fault, they will fix your car. Combine it with home and auto and life. Save, use the promo code Mexi to save, give them a call. American National Pride sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Same thing with Hannah Still Massage. Mexi's got one scheduled for next week. It makes a good present for Christmas. Get a gift card, give it to a loved one. Right now, take advantage until the end of July. It's the Christmas and July sale. You get 10% off gift cards. And if you use the promo code MEXI, you get savings off your membership and your first Swedish massage. Again, add ons are extra. Swedish massage is your basic fee. Hannesville Massage, also a proud sponsor of the MEXI My Matters podcast. And make sure you check out Super Studios 253. If you're in the area, join code Super and Team Super. Sign up for classes, yoga, hot yoga, running kickboxing, a whole plethora of classes you can sign up for. Promo code MEXI will save you on your membership and allow you to have fun with Team Super. Join the Super team. Super Studios 253, another proud sponsor of the MEXI My Matters Podcast. Now, as we continue our dissection of why, what, and where, and what to do with personal injury, and how not to be a fucking moron. Let me also specify. It behooves you to know whose car you're getting into. Now, kids on a school bus, again, can't do much because if you're too lazy to take your kids to school, yeah, they're going to be on the school bus. School buses don't have seat belts that I know of. And kids are not likely to just stay seated school buses are also bigger so unless it's a semi a car plowing a school bus the car is going to lose so you telling me your kids are hurt off a school bus is a bunch of nonsense unless that school bus flips off the side of the road again, physics Gigantor versus small peewee dude, Gigantor usually wins same thing with a coda bus or any bus for that matter Unless the dude plows the bus at 100 miles an hour, a bus versus a small car, the bus is going to win. Now, of course, if it's a truck or a semi, then yes, you may still be hurt on the bus. And of course, if you're standing like a moron on the bus, you're going to be hurt because you're probably going to fall down. We get that. But what you guys also need to understand is that a school bus, an actual bus, and any kind of work vehicle does not have uninsured motorist coverage. So you better pray that the person who hit the car or hit the bus or hit whatever vehicle you were in has coverage. Because if you don't, then guess what? The only thing you could use is your own MedPay on your own vehicle, on your own car insurance. Yeah, you can. Even though you weren't driving your physical vehicle, you can still use your car insurance for your medical payments coverage. Because guess what? It's medical payments related to any accident, especially involving motor vehicles. Even though you weren't in the car, if you have... Like me, a twenty-five dollars or $50,000 policy with MedPay on, on your fucking car insurance, guess what? That would cover all the bills from you falling off the bus because you got hit, the bus got hit by another car. And that's why we ask if you have yourself car insurance. Now, knowing the situation, if you're on an actual bus, you probably don't have car insurance. So, but again, we ask for that. In this other scenario, that I'm going to bring up. Lady was a passenger in her friend's vehicle. Her friend had no insurance. Oh, the friend overturns the car. Oh, well, now guess who's at fault? The driver. And guess what? Well, they don't have insurance. Their policy was expired a month ago. So... Uh, why are you coming to us? Like, we can't sign you up Unless you live with someone who has Car insurance Why well, I live with my mom, does she have car insurance? No Oh, but mom's boyfriend does Oh, well, interesting You all live together? We can technically maybe use resident relative And only suck up the med pay But your boyfriend would have to have a claim On his insurance Does he want to do that? Oh, I don't think he was Well, then get the fuck out of my door Because By law they cannot raise your rates For an accident that was not your fault But If you're trying to use resident relative You better hope whoever you live with Is okay with opening up a claim Under their policy Because if not Then what's the point So Yeah And that's the thing With personal injury You can't just Oh I want to sue them Well go to fucking small claims court Like I said Hiring a personal injury attorney is just going to mean Now we're getting a fee Like the lady I signed up yesterday The one with 50% The one I mentioned If I were her I would just take the 50 I'm driving uninsured I don't have a valid license And they're paying for half my bill Great that means I don't have to pay the remaining half I mean That literally is the best you're going to get Now you might get less Because our fee It's going to come out of that So yeah Sucks But hey that's what you want Not my problem I would never Sue someone who gave me a ride I would never file a claim against somebody I actually know like and what I by that I mean if somebody hits me and they were in an accident and we were in an accident together and somebody I know okay you better be giving me your actual insurance and not be a dick Because if you are being a dick Then I have no problem filing the claim But If we're just Hey This is shows We'll fix the car And I'm not that hurt Then yeah No I'm good Thank you I'll use my medical payments Like I said I once got rear-ended And they were easily Doing 35 miles an hour And there was barely A scratch on my car You expect me to believe That The damages I saw the other night Were from 10 miles an hour No Somebody had to have been lying How badly hurt could you be? Now I will give her this. She didn't want to go to a chiropractor for no reason. Great. Great, great, great. But that's what I'm saying. If you know a person... And they're a family member... I have many cases where... Somebody was riding with their sister... And they want to sue their sister. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? No. And guess what? Thankfully... We no longer take workers' comp, dog bites, slip and falls. Because slip and falls are even worse. I slipped at Walmart. Well, great. Great, bitch. Get up and next time pay attention. It's just ridiculous. Now, I have to bring up this new law that just passed last week. or a couple weeks ago. Regarding personal injury. It affects... Everybody in personal injury <coughs> Here in Ohio So They passed the bill And Ironically Scott Shift was behind This passing It basically says Chiropractors and medical providers Cannot market And promote And try to get Clients or You know new patients Until 30 days after the date of the accident. Now obviously all the chiropractors are freaking out. Because this affects them immediately. Because they usually market. And do their marketing and calls and texts and whatever. Within 24 hours of the accident. Or the police report being public. And get people to come in. Because obviously if you don't go to the chiropractor right away. There's a gap in treatment. So, they're all like, oh, no, we should say no to this new bill, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? Scott Schiff paid the lobbyist $100, 000, and $100,000, and it, it passed. But now, people are still fighting it, and it's supposed to not take effect until September. But here's the way I look at it. A good chiropractor does not need to market via text or phone calls or whatever. People will come to you if you know what you're doing. Secondly, this gives us, the attorney's offices, the personal injury firms, the advantage because now we get to say, because we'll get the police report right away and, and, you know, we can still send out letters to get them to come to us and then we refer them to the chiropractor. So we're basically picking and choosing. And if they can't reach out until 30 days after that gives us like that's a gap. Like if you didn't go anywhere for 30 days, we're not taking that case. You can market all you want, but guess what? We ain't for, we did not taking the case. You went you went 30 days and didn't go anywhere and now you want to go to a chiropractor? No. I mean, you could that will bring business to you if the chiropractor wants you to come in, but we're not if you didn't go anywhere else, sorry, sorry, Pepe. We're not we're not taking this case. And that will trickle down and trickle out all the shitty cases that we constantly have to take. So I, I, I mean I'm all for. I have no problem. We'll have stronger cases, cases that actually went to somebody went to an ER. Show me what your primary care, urgent care, whatever have you, and is then coming to the chiropractor. That's right. All these companies and chiropractors offices that uh, basically all they do is market, do marketing like via text, phone calls, and get whoever to come in. Oh yeah, they're probably going to go out of business pretty soon because they're probably not that great to begin with. Case in point, the town and countries of the world. Yeah. Yes, they are currently co defendants in the lawsuit against the great KNR. Yeah. And that's the thing. Nobody, I mean, I wouldn't take a call from a chiropractor within 24 hours of the accident. Shit. You know, I'll even do what I tell my clients. I won't take a call. From an insurance company 24 hours after the accident. No, fuck you. I will call in my own claim, thank you very much. No, no, I'm not giving you a recorded statement. Oh, the call is monitor recorded. Guess what, sorry. Then you better call me on a non-recorded line. Because I'm talking to you on a recorded line. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Know what's going on. Use common sense. If you can't afford car insurance, don't drive. If you want to go through somebody's small claims court, yeah, don't call us. I'm sorry. That's what it's called small claims court. You really think somebody who had no car insurance while they were driving it hit you is going to have money to pay for your measly bills. This is why you have health insurance, and this is why you have car insurance. If you have neither or, or if you have state-funded health insurance, even more of a reason to quit being a bitch. Start wasting everybody's time and just take the loss. Sometimes, as the good old Kenny Rogers says, you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. Well, that's it for today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you learned some valuable lessons in personal injury. Don't file a claim in small claims court unless it's 5000 or more. If it's over twenty-five, then you can actually go to court court. And that would be the civil court department downtown, 345 South High Street. Make sure you're covered. Don't lie to us if the physics don't make any sense. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove in court, as I always say. And with that being said, all the episodes are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Check them out. Review, rate, subscribe to the podcast. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat. You know the deal. And as always, when there's a Mexican, there's a way. Until next time.